Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back, and this is day two, and we're talking about minimum daily standards. Before we get to um, the first point, which is point number seven of day two, I want to thank all of you guys who have given us all the fantastic five-star iTunes reviews, and if you've not yet done so, um, please do so right away, and it's simple. Just scroll scroll to the bottom of your, you're listening to us right now, probably on iTunes. Just scroll to the bottom of the show, and there's a super simple way for you to just give us five-star review and some pithy comments. We certainly appreciate it. And in the nature of the fact that, you know, it is our birthday month, Julie and I now have a combined age of, what is it? Oh, we don't talk about that, but it is our <laughs> birthday month. Our combined age is now well over 100. Is that right? Yeah, 104. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so celebrate, help us celebrate our combined uh, age of 104 by giving us a five-star review and a pithy comment. We certainly appreciate you helping to keep this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Speaking of reviews... Um, we've been getting some really great reviews from uh, international folks, and some of them are in languages. The reviews are, they say five-star, you know, it's five-star reviews, and then they're giving their review in a language I can't read, but that's great too. And we got some great reviews from England, Ireland, things like that. So for all of our international listeners, thank you for continuing to help this be the number one listened to daily podcast downloaded podcast in at least the United States. Now let's work on your country. Help us get the word out. That's right. And we can read five stars. So we got that yeah, part. That's right. We so, can read five you. stars, but we cannot read Arabic. No, we cannot. So <laughs> help us out there. All right. So this is part two of your daily minimum standards, the rules by which you run your schedule for success. So remember that your number one job as a real estate salesperson is to generate new listing and sometimes buyer leads every day. As such, your daily schedule must reflect this. Consistent lead generation equals consistent closings, i.e. consistent profitability for you. End the feast and famine by prioritizing the proactive pursuit of new business. Now, anything else that you're working on, with the exception of preparing for a listing presentation, putting in a buyer in contract, or going on a listing presentation, is secondary. Now, let's let's do round back to um, really what we, we talked about in the first show, just to kind of set up the next few points so you guys are super clear. In real estate, you really only have to be good at a handful of things. And you can make this as complicated and overanalyzed till the cows come home. But at the end of the day, here are the things. Be a proact- Be very, very good at proactively generating. Be very, very good at every single day having the skill set and the mindset to set a pre-qualified listing appointment a day. That really is the ultimate incarnation of a real estate professional, someone that can do that at will, someone who knows with 100% a confidence that they can set a pre-qualified listing appointment a day. How do you do that, listeners? Well, of course, you have to learn how to proactively lead generate. You're going to have to learn how to actually be the agent that's willing to do the real work of real estate and speak directly to the sellers who have their hands in the air right now saying, yes, I have a home to sell. Yes, there's a place for social media and yes, there's a place for marketing and branding. Yes, there's a place for all that, but it comes after you've mastered the art and science of being a proactive lead generator. Number two, you have to learn how to be a very, very effective pre-qualifier. Why? Because otherwise you're going to find yourself working with a bunch of unmotivated people and you're going to lose too much time, energy, and effort. You're going to start to doubt yourself. Number three, you have to learn how to to present. 
What does presenting mean? All presenting means is, in essence, is asking questions. There's no, like, you know, you're not interrogating people. There's no high pressure closes or there's no sleight of hand. All it is is asking questions. If you've pre-qualified them prior to going on the appointment and you've sent, say, for example, it's a listing appointment, you've sent the pre-listing pack. When you get to the house, it's a 15 to 20 minute listing presentation. There's not a lot involved because they've already gone through the process of, you know, you know what their motivations are. They know what you do because they've seen your pre-listing pack. Then after that, so now that you've, uh, you know, again, it's proactively generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, and then closing. And I'll throw another one on there. Otherwise, Julie will give me the stink eye. You also need to be really good at... Um, Lead follow-up, and we call it in our book, Harris Rules, our book, um, in case you haven't gotten that, it's also available in Audible, available everywhere, including your local uh, Barnes & Noble. So uh, the next, well, again, one of the key things also is furiously fast lead follow-up. So if you get really good at proactively lead generating, really good at pre-qualifying, really good at presenting, and really good at closing, and closing is just the natural end to, a, it's just essentially the organic end, to use modern parlance, to a normal listing presentation where you've asked a bunch of questions and the obvious answer is that they're going to list the house with you. No stress when you follow our process. And then you also have to be incredibly efficient at, uh, you know, furiously fast lead follow-up. Now, here's the thing. You are 100% correct. Remember the, I, I remember that list chronologically because you just presented a whole lot. And if they weren't writing fast enough, they might've missed something. So the most important thing is generating the lead in the first place because the next things are Furiously fast lead follow-up. You got a lead, you got to follow up on it. And you the reason that that's on the list is if you are bad at that, you can lose that opportunity. Of course, there's no follow-up if you're calling them proactively to set the appointment. This is if the lead came to you, you know, right. act, you text, email, whatever. But you or got, circled back to you or what have you. The mindset really, furiously fast lead follow-up is really a mindset. It's an approach to basically how you live and how you conduct yourself. Are you a procrastinator? Are you essentially rationalized being lazy because you're too busy, busy, busy? Or are you somebody that gets on things urgently? If it's up to me, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. A whole bunch of other mindset issues that really drill down on the fact that when you're complacent, when you're lazy, you can rationalize essentially putting things off. But when it comes to being effective in sales of any, uh, any kind of sales, I got great news for you. Most consumers work with the first real estate professional they speak to. Most consumers, buyers or sellers, work with the first real estate agent they speak to. How often do they actually speak to a person versus their digital avatar, right? Mm -hmm. You guys get the point? So when you're the ones calling them back, when you're the ones uh, pre-qualifying them, chances are, statistically, you're going to get the business. That's like right, urgently. So if you didn't generate the lead, none of the rest of the list matters, and we just gave you the list. So let's circle back to generating that business, being proactive. So point number seven, this is day two, part two. Point number seven, speak, that's right, directly by phone or by door knocking to at least one unrepresented seller. Yes, those are known as FISBOs or for sale by owners. They are indeed unrepresented sellers. One per day minimum standard with your pre-listing package. Now these appointments, all these next few points all go hand in hand with what we're ju just talking about. The essence of it is, is reeling it back into that first thing, right? You only have to be good at a handful of things. And what Julie's doing now is she's kind of rattling off the different versions of being a proactive lead generator. Some of you, actually all of you are going to be better face to face than you're going to be on the phone, especially yes. when you're starting. But we've told stories before about some of the most successful agents, especially in the upper end, which is kind of intuitive, that we've ever coached. And the way they've gotten started, the way they've really gotten a stranglehold on the market is by door knocking a particular community, not once, but continuously to the point where they got to most know most of the sellers. Because the sellers were, if you show, even if you're not like a 
you know, amazingly good looking person. The fact is, is if you're, again, following our scripts and our systems and you dress professionally and you're there to be of service to them, you're delivering value like we coach you guys to do in Premier Coaching, then you're going to find that they actually want to talk with you. But the, it all goes back to how you actually see yourself in the community. Do you see yourself as some sort of, you know, leech or some sort of like all these words when I say salesperson, Julie and I say, call you salespeople intentionally because so many of you want to run from the word. Well, here's a little mindset secret from you. The faster you run from calling yourself and thinking of yourself as a salesperson, the less money you're going to make. The most successful people in the history of humanity, men, women, does not matter. Going back to day one, have always been salespeople. And I don't care if you're a religious leader, if you're a musician, if you're a Dare I say politician, it does not matter. The most successful people forever have always known the importance of having sales skills. That is the most critical thing. Guys, you can have the world's best product, but if you don't know how to sell it, then you're not going to sell any of your product. You can have a mediocre product, but you're really good at selling it and you're going to make a fortune. Do you guys conceptually understand what we're saying here? So as we tell you to do some of these points, and let's just blaze through these next few points, Julie. You got it. So point number eight. Speak directly by phone or by door knocking to at least one expired seller listing per day with your pre-listing package. Old and older expired listings as well as withdrawn listings will allow you to make at least one contact in this category daily. Don't pretend there aren't enough leads with regards to expired. Now, if uh, you are in a situation where there are few and far between or if you're living in some rural area, then obviously lean into the phone just for trying to you know help you guys understand the importance of being face-to-face talking with people. There are a lot of agents that you're competing with that have never learned how to, and you're probably one of them, that have never actually learned the importance of being able to communicate directly with people that aren't necessarily their best friends or their neighbor or someone they knew from high school. You guys get the point? You have to learn how to do that. That's what a professional salesperson is. By the way, a professional salesperson does not think of themselves primarily in the conversation. I've seen so many of you guys who have been spoiled by the market, allowing you to basically have these sort of narcissistic, egotistical approaches to your businesses where you make it all about you. You actually think, you actually believe that people are doing business with you uh, from reasons other than the fact that you've got something that they want to buy. You believe that if you have no listings, you'll be shocked uh, and maybe amazed how irrelevant your branding efforts are or how irrelevant your incredible TikTok videos are. The reason people do business with you is because you have something that they want to sell. All the other stuff that you guys think are the reasons why they do business with you is not true. I'll, you know this is what I'm saying is true. I'll prove it to you. If Have you ever seen a listing mm-hmm. sell with a listing agent who had no social media, <laughs> who basically looked like a dumpster fire? They didn't take care of themselves. They drove an old pickup truck. They had like basically when they, you know, whatever. Worst case scenario. Not even a for sale sign in the yard. Right. No home brochure. No pictures. Ah, we don't need no Definitely pictures. Definitely no staging. That's right. And, you know, they brought their dog by to poop in the house. Okay. You guys know what I'm saying here? <laughs> have you ever seen listings like that sell? Yes, you have. Why? Because they were available. That's right. You guys get it? And you think that you're going to have to basically make yourselves into media superstars to sell the listings? No. What you have to do in order to sell listings is have the damn listings. That's what you do. And it does not matter what's going on with the interest rates through the president. It does not matter what political winds are blowing this way or the other. You know, all matters is you have the listings. If you guys want to last in real estate, here's your big secret. Wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) 
If you want to last in real estate, you have to be a listing agent. You have to list to last. And you know, the funny thing, Julie, is I didn't, you and I didn't think of that. Mm-mm. That's been around for, I imagine, ever. Since the beginning of listings. But you know, nobody says it anymore. No, but it's so true. It's because they've been spoiled for a long time. Well, so, but, and, yeah. and please don't misunderstand. We're not suggesting that all you have to do is bring your dog boy by to poop in the house and that you can do a crappy job. <laughs> bum, ba, dum, pun bum. intended. Okay. What we're suggesting is in the previous hot sellers market, which some of you are still experiencing, the only thing that had to happen for a listing to sell was for it to be available and to be within 10 or 20% of being priced accurately and it would still sell. Now the next points, okay? So speak with, these are, I'm going to just read these three points sure. together. Point number nine, speak with all your pending clients and transactions on a regular basis. When you have pendings, the main thing is, is you got to be uh, in a, use a transaction coordinator. Julie and I suggest that you do your first, if you're a new agent, you do your first like six deals, close them yourself so you can learn the process. But after that, probably hire someone to do it so you don't have the excuse to hide in paperwork. You have to, you yep. know, that's what a lot of you will do. You go It's for worth the investment for sure. Completely. Like 250, 350 bucks. Come on. It's a no brainer. Um, by the way, you can charge the seller a transaction fee or a buyer a transaction fee and get them to pay it. But the important thing is no matter if you're delegating the transaction coordination to somebody else or not, you've got to be contacting those sellers or those buyers at least once a week. Why? Because you want cannot lose touch with them out of sight, out of mind. They start to resent you. And on those calls, you can always say, hey, by the way, Bob, who do you know is thinking about buying That's or right. selling real estate that I should be helping in this market? Point number 10. And these are, again, we're trying to force you off your butts away from your computers uh, to start actually having direct human contact. Point number 10 is another great idea. You could have this be one of your minimum standards. Number 10, spend at least one hour working out, going on a walk, or taking a class at Orange Theory, CrossFit, Zumba, or similar. Group exercise is better for your business, not to mention you, expanding your center of influence as you talk about real estate. So many relationships are made. Your your center of influence expands, and there are deals done all the time as a result of being at the gym. So now we need to tell them the truth. What's that? Okay, so those of you right now who are at the gym Mm -hmm. and you're wearing ball caps that basically almost completely cover your eyes. You're hiding out. And you've got your earbuds in and you're trying your best not to make eye contact with other people. And you're listening to this podcast right now. You're losing the whole point of going to the damn gym aside from working out. Exactly. You need to take your earbuds out. You need to take the hat off. You need to keep your head up. You need to make eye contact. You need to make contact with people and start communicating with them. That is the main purpose of doing these types of activities, aside from the physical benefits. You will make so many friends. This goes true with working out. This goes true with virtually anything you might want to do. Those of you who like to go on these long walks or I'm going to go ride my bike for 100,000 miles or whatever. Oh, you mean by yourself? So you're going to take you know two days in a row and you think, you're wondering why you're not making more, uh, creating more business from, social, or from your you know, n- natural social network? It's because you're being too much of an introvert. You're allowing your introverted nature to essentially rule your outcome. And that's coming from two people who you guys will be shocked to hear. Julie and I are both dorky ass introverts. And by the way, there's a podcast series they can find called The Introvert's Guide to Being a Real Estate Rockstar. Also, it is an appendix in the back of the Harris Rules book. And we do talk about it in coaching. So don't use that as an excuse. We didn't, but we had to learn to, you know, not hide out at the gym, to talk about real estate. Don't be a secret agent. You know, back to your dumpster fire agent with the listing, right? 
So why does that happen? It's because somebody actually knew that person. Probably. And that's why they got the listing. Uh, well, but you know, that's partially true. You and I knew people when we sold real estate that basically were that dumpster fire listing agent. Yes. But they knew how to actually talk to for they, sale by they owners. They would talk to them. Yes, yeah, they knew sure. how to, they knew how to, basically they had sales skills and they would set the appointment on the phone. And by the time they got to the house, the seller had already you know, decided to list with them. That's sales skills. Guys, the difference between who you are now and who the person that you maybe are destined to become is really your choice. It, you know, it's extraordinary. It's only on the other side of a bunch of skills, but the skills are not that hard to um, learn. And what sure. you guys have been seduced into believing is that you can just buy your way to real estate success. And on your way to buying yourself to real estate success, you're going to fake with your imagery that you're already successful. In other words, you believe that you can actually buy yourself a reputation. You can't. You cannot buy, you cannot brand yourself into fooling um, very many people into believing that you're successful. The way you actually become successful is by shifting your focus away from yourself and focusing on being of service to other people. People can smell it on you, whether or not you're focused on yourself or whether you're focused on them. It's so obvious in how you, people communicate. Here, this is a little test for you. <laughs> um, I've had so many coaching calls like this over the years, it just makes mm -hmm. me laugh. Count how many times when you're communicating with somebody, you use the word I. In other words, you're leaning into personal pronouns because you're talking about yourself. Try to stop yourself from ever using the word I. That includes I, me, my, mine. That's just like when I, that's like the time that I, all of that is ego-based. That's right. And what it does is it turns people off. You think they want to hear about you and your dog. They do not. You think they want to hear about how your story relates to them. No, they do not. They want you to listen to them and ask questions. I know you think, oh my gosh, Tim, I want so much to you know, express myself, to tell the world about me and my story. Well, that's great. You can tell you and your story, but the people that you want to do business with, they want to know that you care about them. It's that old Maya Angelou quote. What is it? Yes. People will forget what you said, like specifically what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. So how do you make somebody feel really great? You ask them about them. You be fascinated by them. You ask them great questions and actually listen to the answers. Many people do have questions about real estate. Your job is to solve their questions, to be the problem solver. And so here's the bottom line, guys. We've given you some specifics. We've told you what the five or six activities that you need to be focusing on. And here's the, how all of you should have a sense of relief. We promised this when we started this series on Thursday, is that you can absolutely 100% stop doing the other things that are not proactive lead generation, that are not furiously fast lead follow-up, that are not presenting, that are not, uh, uh, what are the Negotiating and closing. <laughs> Negotiating. But that is the only things on the list that lead to profitability. And there is a really big list that's not those things. So I have a question for you listeners. Why is it that you resist the simplicity of what we shared with you? Here, I'll give you another one. I'll even make your life even better. That's how much we love you guys. All you have to do, most of you in most markets, if you want to know your complete real, your complete real estate business system, it's not a thousand funnels, one dripping on this, one dripping on that. Here it is. Ready for it? Have in most markets five listings at all times. And you know, if you're out in LA or New York or certain parts of Miami or just you know really well uh, high end areas, you might only need three listings at all times. What if you were to pivot your entire way of thinking to getting to five listings at all times? What would you stop doing? If you had the sole mission of having five active listings at all times, what, dear listener, would you stop doing now? 
it, the list is long, isn't it? Think of all the things you could stop paying for. Think of all the things you could stop thinking about. Think of all the lists that you could just crumple up and throw away. Because the five th to have five listings at all times, why is that the real bottom line of real estate? Because you know, on average, no matter whatever happens in the market, well, you might not know, but you're about to learn that even if it becomes a real bad buyer's market, which by the way, there's no way no. in hell that's going to happen. But even if it were to, you would always have at least two listings in contract. That's no buyer side. That's, and that's co-ops selling your listings. So if you had two listings in a contract at all times, and let's say your average commission is $10,000, you're making $20,000, $240,000 a year. I'm going to guess that most of you, that would provide a really good floor for all your personal business uh, expenses. Oh, which by the way, you really wouldn't have hardly any business expenses. So when Julie and I talk about the fact that we want you to run a business that has a 90% profit margin, you can't do it if you're buying your business. You can't do it if you're investing in your branding, hoping and praying that one day your tsunami of videos on YouTube is going to cause a whole bunch of leads to come your way. You guys get it? Keep it simple. Remove the fragility in your business models. And you know where the fragility is. It are all the things that you're doing that are not leading directly to you have a conversation with someone, a decision-making adult about buying or selling real estate. Anything and all the things that stand between those two things, and I don't care how successful you are. The more successful you are, the more expensive of a home you sell, the more important it is for you to actually have the ability to have these direct conversations. I can give you countless, Jade Mills out in LA, one of the top agents in the world, she was on our podcast. She said the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Robert Johnson, number one agent in Greenwich, Connecticut, um, same thing. You go across the country, the people that are selling the most expensive real estate in the United States never delegate the most important things that we've already you know, explained to you guys on this show. Hopefully, this is resonating with all of you, and I hope it's making you feel a sense of relief because we are not just giving you permission. We are actually suggesting that you stop wasting your time on the things that are just costing you money and burning time and preventing you from becoming successful. That's right. So hopefully you have gotten some clarity from this part two of your daily minimum success standards. It's not a huge list, is it? It's really purifying your day, your actions. You gave some great examples of agents that are super clear on that. They have a fantastic net to them. You know, things like figuring out your taxes suddenly become a lot easier because you don't have a huge list of things that you have to remember and you were speculating on. You've got to remember who's on your credit card and all of these different things. Fewer things, not more things, but the right things. Because guess what? How many leads do you think it takes to take five really great listings? Well, you're going to get on a whole different tangent, but you are bringing up such a good point. I mean, a lot of you believe, and I've seen this before, we've been at events before where it's almost a contest to how many people you have in your CRM that you're dripping on because you actually believe that's how you win the game. Here, yes. again, big secret, ready? The most successful salespeople of any variety on planet Earth have the fewest number of leads. Why? Because they're really damn good at pre-qualifying them. The quality of those leads is better. You guys, look, it's, it's again, a chapter in our best-selling book, Harris Rules, right? If you generate, you do not have to tolerate. The reason that you have to tolerate the you know mediocrity of your existing businesses for the most part and the stress you have is because you do not generate. You do not generate enough of really uh, enough high quality leads. And when you do have one that shows up in your life, you don't actually know how to fully pre-qualify them to find out essentially what their time frame is, their motivation is. There's so many different nuanced approaches to that. Once you realize 
that it is something that you can do. You can learn these skills. You will feel so much more in control and so much more powerful. Every time we have emails from all of you guys like this, every time you get some ding dong email trying to sell you something, you get to laugh at it. Or somebody cold calls you and trying to sell you some, oh, hey, Julie. I mean, Julie gets these all the time. You know, actually, most of them stop calling, right? Most the the email goes, hey, Julie, are you taking any seller referrals in your oh, area? I know. Or even worse, that passively, they text me. You know? Oh, I know, which is illegal, by the way. I know. I know. Well, it is interesting. Some of our coaching members copy, cut, and paste their responses to some of those texts where they see how long they can keep it going. And they say, why? Tell me more about these leads, you know? And they then they end it by saying... No, I actually have all the listings I can handle right now. Thank you very much. And then the text goes away. Right. And those of you who have unfortunately fallen prey to some of these little schemes, guess what? They're selling that lead to a billion other agents. Not just you. Not just you. And who's Mm. to say that lead was really worth anything? Guys, the insanity of what has happened, what's transpired over the last 15 years because of this booming seller's market is all coming to an end. As Julie and I predicted two years ago, all of these companies that got into business for the sole purpose of selling you guys leads are all being eviscerated right now because the nature of the business has changed. Good. That's the answer. Good. Because guess what? They have absolutely positively made it so that so many of you needlessly struggle. You have got to realize that this market is your market. This is the market you've been hoping and praying for. Why? Because you can dominate based on your skill set. You can dominate based on the, your, your mindset of being of service to other people. That should be exciting to all of you. So listen, guys, thank you for continuing to keep this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We are starting a new series tomorrow, and we are very excited about it. Julie did a kick-ass job on these notes. It's all about negotiating, which has become a, frankly, an enormous challenge in this market. Yes, something new for many of them and something a little bit intimidating, a little bit scary, especially because virtually every deal that you're going to do over the next six months to a year is going to be different every time. Some of them are going to be competitive. That's still going on. Some of them are going to be on some listing that's had way too many days on the market for whatever reason. That's a different case scenario. And others of them, you're going to feel like you came in strong and then you're going to get hit with a counter. So all of these different negotiating things. And I have to say that runs the gamut from the newbie who's never negotiated anything before all the way up through the grizzled veteran who might be a fish out of water in a different neighborhood, a different price range, a different type of home or different type of sale. So this podcast series is designed for all of you. That's right. So we're starting on that tomorrow. In the meantime, please do give us a belated birthday present. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and a pithy comment. We really sincerely do appreciate it. We read all the comments. I think we've got over 600 five-star review uh, reviews on iTunes. I think we have like 700 five-star reviews for our books over on uh, Amazon. Uh, honestly, guys, it means a ton for Julie and I to read your direct comments on how we're on track with helping you. The ones I love the most are the ones where you guys are saying, I listened to Tim and Julie for two or three years. And though I kind of listened to them, I didn't really do what the hell they said. And then, the, uh, you know, this, you know, sure enough, the marketing and branding stuff never actually played out. And then I, then I you know, one day I convinced myself, there's comments like this, you guys go read it. One day I uh, took my blinders off and I saw to the left and the right of me as I was driving to Starbucks, there was a, a you know, a FISBO. And I went and knocked in the door and guess what i just took a listing i'm gonna make like 15 grand when it sells and they were really nice to me right (laughs) and no they didn't even know i had spent any money on marketing and branding i just did what tim and julie said i love those because that tells us Mm -hmm. we're on mission i certainly appreciate you guys keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the united states and maybe we're going international you guys have a fantastic day we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.